What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Sunday morning online Water's Edge worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you that share these links with your friends and family, thank you so much for that. We hope it's very helpful in their life. We hope it helps them overcome whatever it is they're dealing with. For those of you that continue to tune in and you're, gener and you're generous, and we wanna thank you for your generosity. It allows us to help so many people and love so many people. It allows us to provide for people during this time. In fact, our next food pantry is gonna be this week, this Thursday on December the 9th, around 10.30 in the morning. If you'd like to volunteer, show up around 9.30 if you can and help us out. It'll be a really, really good time. But when you're generous to our church, these are the things that it allows us to do. It allows us to help people and meet their needs. So today I'm really excited because I love the holiday season. And today we begin a brand new series entitled Light It Up. And so today and over the next few weeks as we go through this series and as we go through the holiday season and the Christmas season, I just got to be honest with you. I don't really want to talk to you as a pastor. I don't want to talk to you as a preacher. I don't want to talk to you as some sort of professional holy man or counselor or anything like that over the next few weeks because I want to talk to you about real life. I would rather talk to you as a brother and as a friend. And the reason why I say that is because over the next few weeks, I want to talk about real life and real feelings and real emotions and real struggles and real victories. Now, Jesus was born when the world was filled with darkness. Jesus was born when the world was filled with hate, violence, oppression, slavery. And in the center of that darkness, one lonely night in Bethlehem, in the center of all of that oppression and fear and anxiety and darkness, in the center of all that, one night, a king was born. Jesus Christ. Now, I love Christmas, and I love Christmas lights, and I have loved Christmas lights my entire life, and something that I love to do now, since it's getting darker earlier, is in the evenings around 4.30 when the sun's going down, I like to turn off all the lights in the living room and like to turn on my Christmas tree lights, and I just love to stare at my Christmas tree. I think they're so beautiful, but I noticed something about Christmas lights. When it's dark outside and you turn on the Christmas lights, Christmas lights don't immediately eliminate all the darkness, they just sort of glimmer and shine through. It's not like if you walk into a completely dark room and you turn on all the lights and you go from completely darkness to complete light. Christmas lights are different. We're still aware of the darkness when you turn Christmas lights on, but in the center of that darkness, they shine. We're still aware of the darkness, but in the center of that darkness, they stand out. In the center of that darkness, they look beautiful. In the center of that darkness, they glimmer. And that's the picture that I get when Jesus was born. In the center of darkness and heartache and depression and stress and fear and anxiety and battle and pain, Jesus shows up and hope is born and peace is born and love starts to shine and glimmer through and purpose and significance and forgiveness and grace in life starts to shine and stand out and glimmer through. And personally, I hope that my faith and my life can have the same effect on this world in the center of heartache and darkness and confusion and pain. I want my love. I want my kindness. I want my faith. I want my influence to stand out and I want it to shine and glimmer. Welcome to week one of Light It Up. It's no secret that you and I are surrounded by bad news all the time. I read an article the other day about how life expectancy in the United States is dropping quickly ever since 2016. And not just because of the pandemic, this was happening long before the pandemic around 2017, the expectancy of life in America was dropping. And for basically two reasons, two major reasons that are very preventable, and this is what they are, drug overdoses and suicides. America has had 70,000 drug overdose deaths in 2017, 70,000. That was 7,000 more than 2016. 
Three years later from 2017, so in 2017 in America, 70,000 people died from drug overdoses. Three years later in 2020, 78,000 people died in America from drug overdoses. Just this year, just a year later. So from 2017, there was 70,000. Three years later, it rose up to 78,000. But in just one year from 2020 to right now in America, we've had over 103,000 deaths from drug overdoses. And suicides increased this year by 6%. And suicide touches every single age group. But you might be thinking that our nation's overdose problem is a young person problem, but that's not what the statistics tell us. The rise in most overdose deaths is between the ages of 55 and 64. Life expectancy is one way that experts measure the health of a nation. And so this tells us that America is very, very unhealthy mentally and emotionally, especially with all the suicides and the drug overdose deaths. But you know, I don't just read about bad news and I don't just see bad news on TV like we all do, but I receive messages every single week from people who tell me the most devastating stories that are the most painful. Several years ago, over 19 years ago, I was invited to preach at this big rally in Alabama, and I went there. There was 3,000 people there. I shared my heart. After the service, I was waiting for the pastor to take me out to eat. I was counseling with mostly teenagers, but before we left, an adult leader and a teenage girl approached me, and the adult leader said that she wanted to talk to me, and could they sit in uh, for her support while we talked? And I said, absolutely. And so this was her story. She was adopted at two years old. She was the result of a one-night stand. Her biological father didn't want to have anything to do with her or the mom. The mom was hooked on drugs and tried to raise her the best she could till she was only around two years old, but she gave her up to be adopted. She just couldn't do it anymore to what she thought was a good home. Her adoptive parents soon fell apart. Her adoptive mom suffered with bipolar and severe depression. Her adoptive dad suffered with an anger problem, and it later came out that he would beat the mom, and sometimes he would beat the teenage girl. She moved out. This was around, she was around 16, and she would live with friends and boyfriends if they would let her. And she ended up at that youth rally that night, hearing about Jesus, hearing about my story, hearing about God. And this is what she kept saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to God. But do you think God would accept someone like me? Do you think God loves someone like me? And we had to tell her, God loves you. We assured her that he did. And then the adult leader said that she could live with him and his wife and their family, and they would take her in and they would raise her. And that's what they did. And her life turned around. She got involved in church. She graduated from high school. She went to college. She got married. She got a degree. She had a baby. She had another. She was doing good until a few years ago. And that youth pastor sent me a news article link from a local link from a local town in Alabama, and she had gotten arrested. Apparently one night her and her husband got into a heated argument and he left. She was so upset and distraught that she started to drink. Her four-year-old was asleep, but her four-month-old had an upset stomach and it wouldn't stop crying. She was really intoxicated and kind of lost control. She started to spank her four-month-old and shake it, and it died. The baby died and she was arrested. She's in prison. The story that I just told you probably sounds a bit shocking to you and maybe rare, but not to me. I hear stories like this all the time. In fact, I told a friend the other day, I said, my new motto in life is nothing is shocking, nothing shocking to me anymore. You know, when you go through tragedy and struggles in this life and heartache and pain and disappointments in this life, after all that, sooner or later, you're going to have to decide who you're going to be. When you go through all the battles and the valleys and you have to climb all the mountains and face all the giants in this life, sooner or later, you're going to have to look into your heart 
and what you've placed in your heart and decide, who am I going to be in this life? She made the wrong decision. Our world can be filled with bad news. Now, let me just share my heart with you today. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. I think today in the world that we live in, it's very easy for us to see and hear about all the bad news and sadness and darkness and negativity around us and all of that affects us and all of that hurts us and all of that breaks our heart and all of that tends to make us negative. And so in this series, I want to remind you and all of us that when you and I are faced with disappointment and negativity and failure and heartache and pain, who will you and I rise up to be in our heart? Who will we determine that we're going to become? Will we be defeated? Are determined? Will we be someone who quits or someone who strives? Will we be our old self or will we, or will we become the best version of who God has called us to be? And all of this reminds me of the Christmas message and the Christmas story. Even though we're surrounded by darkness and bad news, there's still good news that's glimmering and shining through. So think about the Christmas story. The nation of Israel is under severe oppression and slavery from the Roman Empire. King Herod is appointed king of Judah by the Romans to make sure the Romans kept their power. And then the, the Roman government had ordered a census. So Mary and Joseph have to travel to Bethlehem because they have to register their family for the census. Angels appear to shepherds and announce the birth of a true King Jesus. King Herod hears this news. He wants to find this king. So he orders all the male baby boys, two years old and under, to be slaughtered and to be killed. It was a time of weeping. It was a time of pain, violence, and darkness, and really bad news. And in the midst of all of this, in the center of all of this, notice what happens in Luke chapter 2. You're still with me, Sam, still with you. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Notice this. But Mary kept all of these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. I found it very interesting what it says about Mary's heart. It said that she kept all things, all these things in her heart, and she would think about them often. And so she's thinking, and it's, she's keeping these things in her heart or her soul or her core, and she's constantly focusing on this message about what God's going to do in her life. But why? Why keep the reality that Jesus was God's son in her heart? Why keep the reality that Mary and Joseph were called to be the earthly parents of Jesus and this was a high calling? Why would she keep that in her heart? Why would she keep the fact that her baby boy, Jesus, was going to be the savior of the world and bring peace to the world and hope to the world and purpose and love and significance and faith to this world? Why would she keep that in her heart and constantly think about these things over and over again? Well, this is why. She kept all these things in her heart and she would focus about them and think about them over and over again is because of this, because this was all good news and she was surrounded by bad news. And so when she finally got the best news, she locked it away in her heart so she could think about it over and over again. When the bad news started to rise up around her again, she would have that treasured there so she could focus her, her mind and her spirit on what was good instead of what was negative. And she was surrounded by negativity and heartache and pain. 
and bad news and turmoil. And so she made the decision to focus her heart. And that leads me to one main thought that I want to share with you this morning, and this is what it is, and remember this. During times of disappointment, failure, pain, and struggle, the inner determination of your heart will always decide who you ultimately become in this life. As followers of Jesus Christ, we can't always quit and give up when life gets dark. As followers of Jesus, we can't always back away, run away, lose control of our emotions, let depression overtake us, let fear and anxiety overtake us every time life gets tough and dark. Sometimes we have to do what Mary did, and she was determined. When she was surrounded by fear and darkness, she was determined to focus her heart on something different. She was surrounded by heartache, pain, darkness, and fear, and she was determined to focus her heart on something better, something more peaceful, on hope, on the future, on Jesus. And she was determined to do this over and over again until she survived, and that's what endurance is, and that's what resolve is, and that's what perseverance is. It's when everything around you is crashing around and it's dark and it's negative and you make this determination in your heart to focus your heart on something different, something better. There's gonna be a new beginning. There's gonna be a brand new beginning. There's gonna be a breakthrough. There's gonna be peace. There's gonna be hope. There's gonna be a fresh start. Sometimes in this life, darkness and pain and heartache touches you. Sometimes in this life, turmoil and failure and fear touches your heart, but we don't always have to let it sink us and consume our heart because with God that's never going to be the end of our story I don't have to give up when this life attacks me with uncertainty and loss and sadness because with Jesus and focusing on Jesus he can make my mind strong and my spirit strong and my heart strong I don't always have to give up when my expectations are broken because with Jesus he can keep my mind strong and my heart strong and my spirit strong I don't always have to give up when life is falling apart and life is confusing and life is dark and life is overwhelming and life is fearful and life is stressful and life is full of anxiety and uncertainty I don't always have to give up because if I have determination in my heart and I focus on Jesus He can make my mind strong and my heart strong and my spirit strong. The inner determination of your heart will always decide who you become in this life. In fact, who you are right now is a direct result of what you've allowed your heart to focus on. I have experienced some very difficult times in my life. I really have. And every time I do, I can hear God's voice in my heart saying this, Tony, don't let your spirit give up. Fight. Focus, be determined, pray, love, serve, forgive, stand back up again. And if I do that, if I'm determined in my heart to focus on Jesus and to focus on something different and better, then I'll survive the darkness every single time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful week. We hope you have a great holiday season. We love you.